Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Audrey Wiggins here, your host. I decided to do something a little different um, for this episode, and I'm going to do a monologue. We're going to go solo um, in remembrance of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. And I wrote a piece a few years ago called The Last Flight, 9-11 Revisited. Um, And this came about after a very emotional visit I had to the Flight 93 Memorial and Museum and Visitor Center in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Stand by, here are my reflections. I was excited to visit the Flight 93 Memorial and Museum and Visitor Center in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, as could be seen from the first photos I took that day. Then I was shook to my core. After entering the Visitor Center and viewing the exhibits, I ran out crying, my hand gripping my mouth as I tried to hold back my emotions. I had no idea I would react that way. I remember that I was not able to grieve our nation's great loss of 9-11 until years later because of my own grief of my mother's ensuing death and five years later, my father's. Perhaps I only partially grieved. My mom was on her deathbed during the attacks on the Twin Towers, Pentagon, and ultimately Flight 93. On its way to San Francisco, <laughs> she passed on 927. We watched it on television as I sat with her that day. Though she had reached the stage in the dying process of losing her voice, Mom was coherent and grunted as she motioned to me to turn off the television or change the channel. I can only imagine she felt the searing tragedy of the events as well. The breadth and depth of what happened that day escaped me as I was immersed in my own pain through the experience of losing a parent. Perhaps my tears and outcry at the museum were the culmination of my grief and pain for our fellow U.S. citizens, loved ones, friends, neighbors, co-workers, first responders, and strangers alike who died at the hand of terrorists from another land. Though the Pentagon was hit, it was mostly spared. Perhaps it was spared so we would be able to study and learn this new enemy and its ways. Perhaps it was a tragic wake-up call to pay attention to the fact that the world events really do affect us too. (laughs) I am sad that day at the site, yet hopeful as I learned more about the 40 survivors of Flight 93 and the events and process they went through to save many others. As I listened to the tour guide tell the story that ultimately has become our, our story, an American story. Books have been written and movies made. The heroes and sheroes who in short order became unified and strategic in what would be the final and most important decision of their lives. They stood up to an enemy and said, no more, not here, this ends here. Though those may not have been their exact words, they did stand up and they did take action that ended that particular air attack on American soil. American soil. That is an interesting metaphor. I think it ironic, the crash site being such a beautiful and peaceful place. If you have been there, you know what I say is true. If you have not been there, you should go. The walls, the wild flowers, the trees and the mountains as a backdrop, the grass swaying in the breeze. While taking photos, I heard a man say, when the park was first open, you could still see the scorched trees. Now they're all green and filled in. I said, wow, 
in my mind as I listened intently and looked toward the direction of the crash site. I tried to imagine the burned trees and the landscape that had become a 15-foot deep and 30-foot wide crater for the final resting place of the plane and all its crew and passengers, and yes, the enemy too. The all cleared away and the crater filled in. I could not help but feel the strength and courage of our fellow citizens. God bless you, I said. God bless America. How great you are. How great are your citizens. What sacrifices were made for our country that day. The citizens who died in and around the Twin Towers did not choose to sacrifice. It was chosen for them. Though they all tried to escape, not all made it out. Yet each told a story of courage. They each had a purpose. Perhaps some prayed and gave their life to Christ as they saw their demise. Still, some others may have cursed God as they saw their demise coming. Some others may have prayed for those of us left behind to live in the new world, the world post 9-11. You may say the citizens of Flight 93 had no choice either, but I beg to differ. Their choice was to die a coward as individuals or die as a collective hero. Of course, it was the latter. What can we do today? We must each make a choice to live a life of courage, strategically planning and acting out our life's purpose. Whether it is joining one of the military units to serve our great country, becoming a warrior for God, or just being the best neighbor or business person, co-worker, friend, and family member possible. The latter grouping sounds pretty sim simplistic and makes me think of songs like, What the world needs now is love. <laughs> wow, is that it? Is that the answer? Another song says, Jesus is the answer for the world today. The Bible says God is love. Love one another as I have loved you. If we, the world's citizens, truly picked up a mantle of love doing unto others that we would have them do unto us as we would have them do unto us, there would be no fear of differences, but a celebration and bringing about a lasting unity. A diverse group of people died on 9-11. Let's remember that and not let our life's purpose be in vain. Let us come together and share love. God bless you. God bless these United States we call America. I'm Audrey M. Wiggins, your host. I'm a U.S. citizen of African-American descent. And this has been the reading of my essay, The Last Flight, 9-11 Revisited.